life and fun. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. You're listening to the Life Adventurous Podcast, presented by Say What Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Life Adventurous Podcast. I'm Jenny Holly, your host. And I am so excited to kick off this series, this whole chakra series. And so we're starting at the root chakra and working all the way up to the crown chakra. And over the course of all of these episodes, you're going to meet all kinds of amazing people. I'm going to have a guest per show, and you're going to have lots of different insights to be able to integrate into your life, to help you grow, become even better and make 2021 and beyond absolutely amazing for you. So today's guest is Sandy Forster, which by the way, did I say that right? I meant to ask you before. You sure did. Yep. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> so today's guest is Sandy Forster and she has traveled all over the world. So she is like my type of life adventure. She's been to over 52 countries. She's gone from welfare to millionaire. She's written a best-selling book. She's won multiple awards. She's created the Millionaire Mindset Experience with students from over 108 countries, which by the way, that is one of my goals to be global and have students from all over the world. So I'm going to be listening as much as you are. So love to welcome Sandy to the show and share a little bit more about, you know, who you are. Like I want to hear a little bit more about the business side, but also want to hear something fun. Like there's got to be something fun and adventurous, which I know you've got millions of things you could share. Okay. So to give you kind of the backstory really quickly. So I moved from a really cold state in Australia, Victoria, up to a northern state, Queensland, which is nice and sunny, so kind of opposite from the, for the rest of the world. Before we moved, we travelled the world for 10 months. My parents decided to sell our house and travel the world for 10 months and then come back, and then I went to school, went to high school. While I was at high school, I met a boy. We went out for 11 years. We got married. I had a six-month-old and three-year-old, and we divorced. So then I, I started to try and turn what was really before just a hobby business. So I was designing, manufacturing swim and gym wear and I would do that all winter and then I would find an empty store in summer down by the beach and I would open the store up and sell all my gym and swim wear and then close it up again. But suddenly when we divorced, that income had to be my income. Like previously it was our play money. You know, we maybe put in a pool one year or bought some furniture for the house or went on a holiday, but suddenly that had to be my actual income to pay for everything and it wasn't enough. So I ended up $100,000 in debt and I was on welfare. So I was getting something like $15,000 a year from the government, which in US dollars at the time, that was seven and a half thousand dollars a year. So that's not enough to survive. No. So I just was basically going backwards every, you know, every month, every week, every day. And it was really, really stressful. And it was a not a fun time. Although, you know, people often say to me, how did you get through it? But everything that people go through, you just get through it. In the, at the time, it's just your life. That's just what you do. So anyway, I'm struggling away. I'm $100,000 in debt and on welfare. And it was around that time, you know, after about 10 years of really doing it hard, I discovered the law of attraction, completely fell in love with it. If for no other reason, I think it was because it took me away from where my life was and I started putting all these processes and exercises into place and dreaming about how my life could be and dreaming about being a millionaire and focusing on that and affirming that and visualising that. And 
it just felt so much better than how my life actually was. So, so you know, even if it wasn't going to work, I was having fun. <laughs> it was making me feel better. So I really dived into the law of attraction. But I, I guess the more I understood it, the more I realised that, you know, it wasn't something that was going to work for this person or that person or the other person. It was a universal law and it would work for everyone if they worked it. So as I said, I really dived in and I created all these different processes and all these different exercises so that I would continually be focusing on what I actually wanted as opposed to how my life was. Because when you're $100,000 in debt and on welfare, it is really challenging to focus on being a millionaire. Like it, it really is. So you've, so I had to do lots and lots of different things to trick my mind, keep it focused on, you know, being a millionaire, on having the home that I really wanted, having the car, being able to travel, doing all the things that I wanted. And basically the bottom line is it worked. I went from welfare to millionaire. I've created, you know, lots of different products and programs over the years. My absolute passion now is helping other, particularly women, but other people to really understand that it's it's just a matter of rewiring your brain. And when you rewire your brain, what happens is the law of attraction works so much better. So it's not just about sitting around meditating and you know, expecting a million dollars to drop into your lap. There's a whole process I take people through about aligning body, mind and spirit because when you've got those three in alignment, then absolute magic can happen. You know, when you marry the practical with the metaphysical, that's when the magic happens. It's not all about, you know, as I said, just visualising or meditating or affirming. You've got to, you know, balance it all up and when you do that, I see it over and over again with my students, just money miracles. It's just, it's mind-blowing. So, you know, that's my passion now is really helping women all around the world to create a life that they truly, truly love. Mm -hmm. Well, we got to, I love that, but we got to sneak that little bit of fun aspect in there. So something fun about you or your life. Okay, something fun, something fun. All right, something fun. I guess for me, travel is my ultimate fun. So I'm an introvert. I literally am in my own little space. I've got two acres. I've got a spring-fed dam, a barley hut, and beautiful swimming pool. So I just spend my days here. I'm an introvert here by myself, love my own little cave, thinking, studying, learning, teaching, whatever I do. But I do love to travel. That is my big escape. And so I guess one of my most recent, I don't know if you'd call it fun. I call it fun. Recent adventures was I watched a movie called Everest. And I don't know why it inspired me to want to climb Everest because so many people died. But for whatever reason, I watched the movie and thought, oh, I want to do that. So me and my daughter decided to trek to Everest Base Camp. And it was the most amazing the scenery, the people, the experience, the yaks, the like everything was just so totally mind-blowing. So the not-so-fun side was while I was trekking, I actually get altitude sickness. Mm. And I did so many things beforehand thinking that I'd be able to completely, you know, cancel it out. I'll be fine. I slept in an altitude tent over my bed for, you know, months beforehand. But no, my body just doesn't, you know, Mm -hmm. assimilate oxygen properly that way. And I ended up getting helicoptered off the mountain to Kathmandu Hospital with fluid on the brain and the lungs. So I nearly died. But, But apart from that little bit, It was just the most fun thing ever. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad you survived and I'm glad you're here to share more of your story and definitely looking forward to digging in a little bit. So let's just talk a little bit about what the root chakra means to you 
and how it really ties into, you know, when the root chakra is aligned or not aligned, you know, when it's, when it's working and not working, what are some ways you can tell, like, let's talk a little bit about that and how it relates to money and money mindset and abundance. Yeah. And for me, really the root chakra is all about safety, survival, support. Mm-hmm. So, and honestly, this just relates to money in such the biggest way possible. I don't think people really understand how important the chakras are and, and aligning them and, and you know, really looking after yourself so that all your chakras are, are working in, in tip-top shape. So basically the root chakra is really about when, when you don't feel safe, when you don't feel supported, you can be in this place because we've got to understand that we came from caveman days like way, way back, way, 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 eons ago. And our bodies are still kind of wired that way. Our brains are still wired that way. Our nervous systems are still wired that way. And when it comes to things like safety and support, what happens is back in caveman days, if you weren't supported, as in particularly with women, if you weren't part of the the tribe, the community, if something happened and you were ostracised, that was certain death. So that was it. You were just going to die. That was you. You couldn't survive on your own. There was, you know, woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers and all sorts of things. So you had to be part of the community. You had to be supported. Okay. So what happens is when something happens in our life now that we don't feel supported, our our system instantly goes into kind of stress mode, and that stress again is going back to caveman days, is stress came from you were going to die. You were either being chased by something that was going to kill you, someone in the tribe was, you know, having a disagreement with you and going to kill you, or you were being ostracised. So that stress means you're certain death, so therefore you're not in creation mode. When, when you are running from death, when you're running, you know, for your life, you are not in creation mode. You're not in the place where you can think logically, where you just basically getting away and so how that relates to money is that if you're stressed if you're not feeling supported if you're in that scarcity mindset you're firing all those ancient ancient brain waves that ancient you know energy through your system of I'm about to die and so you completely ruin any chance of you being able to manifest, of you being able to attract, of you being able to bring into your life what you want. And when I was $100,000 in debt, I lived in that. I lived in this scarcity mindset. I lived in this place of feeling completely unsupported. I lived in this place of feeling like, you know, I was never going to be able to change things because I was so stressed. But I think one of the things, and this is why how my life transformed, one of the things that really helped me was doing things like visualization and meditation and saying affirmations because it calmed my nervous system and doing that because I was focusing on what I wanted instead of how things were. And when you focus on what you want and you, you just feel that sort of slowly, slowly, slowly calms the nervous system and when your nervous system is calmer, then you're able to start manifesting, then you're able to start attracting, then you're able to start thinking clear. You're able to come up with ideas that can lead you to a path that you had never thought before. You could, you're suddenly aware of opportunities and situations and people and connections and all sorts of doors can open. So I really encourage people who, you know, feel that they may be in that place of stress, 
or feeling unsupported or really running on scarcity, just start by doing something really simple like meditating. Like mm-hmm. honestly, meditating just even if it's for five minutes. People think meditation is all about sitting around, arming, you know, legs crossed, standing on your head for an hour <laughs> or two. But it's it's not that. Like I literally it's the first thing I do when I get up in the morning. I sit up in bed, put my timer on for 11 minutes and I just meditate every single morning without fail because meditation is, I liken it to the sort of like the cleaning brush of the the pipe, the channel between you and the universe, Mm -hmm. okay? So so think of yourself as down here on earth and think of the universe as, you know, way up there. You could call it God, divine, whatever you want to name you want to give it, but there's this channel between us. And, you know, we get ideas and thoughts and inspiration to go here or do that or whatever. And what happens is over the years when we're not really connected, what we're not listening, when we're not looking after our bodies, when we're not, you know, eating the right foods or just generally not really taking care of this temple that we have, what happens is that pipe gets kinked and and full of muck. And so even though we want to be guided, we want to take the right actions, we're unsure. We don't know because we're not really getting any sort of guidance. We're, we're, it's all muffled. It's all static. So meditation, I believe, clears that pipe and you come up with the most amazing ideas. And, you know, for me, honestly, that think of it. I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare. And then I've come up since that time, since I decided I was going to meditate daily and, you know, obviously all the other different law of attraction processes I use but that that was the one that I believe really cleans the pipes I've come up with the most amazing ideas that have transformed my life and literally created millions of dollars in a matter of months that I'm not smart enough to think of like I'm literally not smart enough because I dropped out of school in grade 10 didn't even finish I'm sorry grade 11 didn't even finish high school no money connections no people connections no great skill and yet how did I, how have I made like it's, you know, over I think $12 million now. How, how do I make all that when I'm just me? Mm-hmm. Like I'm just Sandy from the Sunshine Coast who loves walking the dog on the beach in the morning and coming back and chilling at my house. Like how does that happen? It's because I really work on understanding that we are this spiritual being and there is more to what we can do, what we can create, what we can have, what we can experience than just, you know, us and our physicalness, just us and who we are because the universe is there to support us every step of the way. The universe wants far more for every single one of us than we could ever imagine. And when we think that we have to start a business on our own or we have to try and get an advance in our career on our own or we have to, you know, do something, start a side hustle on our own, when we think it's all about just us, doing something, we are so mistaken. We have got the universe backing us. And if we just take the time to really step into our spiritualness and really connect with that, connect to the divine part of us, then we have the support of the universe. Knowing that alone can really help to balance your root chakra. Knowing that we have that support. It's not just us. It's the entire universe backing us. And when we get that, when we understand it and when we believe it, then that starts to build a little bit of confidence in, I guess, in ourselves because suddenly we feel like we're not doing it all on our own. 
And so having that confidence allows us to take actions and do things that we otherwise wouldn't have. So let me give you an example. So I don't know if you've heard of the movie The Secret. Most, mm-hmm. most people that are in kind of spiritual circles have heard of the movie The Secret. Now, when it first came out, we couldn't buy it in Australia because there was some sort of, I don't know, some sort of legal thing until it aired on TV, we weren't able to buy it. So I, I only saw the trailer and I didn't really know what it was about. It never said it was about the law of attraction, but it, I just got it, this feeling it had something very much to do with what I was teaching because I'd already had my book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast, and, you know, it was all based on manifesting money through the law of attraction. So I decided to, out of the blue, I thought, I'm going to email them and see if that, because I just know this is going to transform the world. I want to email them and, and see if they want a present. So I emailed through the website and said, you know, I'm, I, I love what you're doing. I think it's going to transform this planet. I haven't seen it, but I just know it is. I'd love to send you a present. And I got an email back from Rhonda Byrne, the producer, and she said, we get hundreds of emails, thousands of emails. I never get any. I don't know how I got yours, but, yes, I would love a present. So I sent her my book and also my program, a Millionaire Mindset, and she got it and emailed back and said, did you watch The Secret and then write your book? And I said, no, my book's been out for ages. And she was like, wow, you know. Anyway, she decided that she wanted to film me to be in The Secret. But The Secret was already out. Mm-hmm. But they, they were taking someone out. They were going to put someone in. They ended up filming me for an entire day, but my energy is a bit high and the person they took out is kind of more flowing. So they took the people in The Secret and expanded their roles. But what ended up happening was I said to her, look, it's crazy. I don't understand how, how come we can't buy it here in Australia. And she said, well, you know, we've got this agreement. We can only sell, we can sell all everywhere else, but we cannot sell to Australia. Hmm. And I said, can someone else sell to Australia? She said, sure. She said, but, but we can only sell to people in America. We can only sell to, you know, Americans. I said, what about an American company? Yes, we can sell to American. Can the American company sell in Australia? She said, sure. And I said, well, I've got an American company. I don't even know why I had an American company. I like a wasn't putting any money in it. I didn't have, I don't have no idea why I had it. But I had this American company that I'd set up, you know, a decade ago for some obscure reason when I was in the States. I thought it'd be a good idea. So I said, well, can I sell in Australia? She said, sure. Now that idea, I know nothing about importing. I know nothing about, you know, buying a product at wholesale mm-hmm. and then selling it at retail and distributing it throughout the place. But she said, yeah. And I did that and it made me close to $3 million in like less than a year. Hmm. So, you know, what I'm trying to get at is cleaning that pipe, okay? Cleaning that pipe allows you to feel supported, get ideas, but the big secret is taking action on the ideas because most people come up, I'm, I'm sure there was probably thousands of people that thought, oh, wow, this movie's amazing. I'd love to let them know and give them a present, but they didn't. They didn't, they didn't reach out. They did nothing. But I took the action. So when you really work on yourself, when you work on your chakras, when you meditate, when you connect to that divine part of you and the divine itself, then amazing miracles can happen. Like I would never have thought in a million years that that could be something that I would do. But, you know, ideas come and I call them inspired ideas and it's a matter of taking action mm-hmm. and knowing that. And I think this is part of it. I I don't consider myself a business person to this very day. I still do not consider myself a business person. I'm a creative person that just happens to come up with ideas and then make money from them. So 
you know, everyone that's listening, you know, money may not be your goal, but let me tell you, I've been in the place where I was $100,000 in debt and I've been in a place where I'm a millionaire and I have to tell you that being a millionaire is a lot more fun. And the side benefit of that is you can make so much more of a difference. So, you know, the amount of people around the world that I've been able to give microloans to and have changed their life because they've been able to start their own little mini business and then, you know, bring more money into their family and then their family's life's change and their kids can go to school and all sorts of amazing things. So I think sometimes in the in spiritual circles, there's kind of this thing about money, like wealth and spirituality don't mix. You're either really spiritual and you're broke or you're all about money and you're a nasty person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing that I teach my community and my my students is the more money you have, the more of a difference you can make in the world. You get to decide what you do with your money. Yes, movies and, and TV and all those things, they like to portray people with money as bad. I don't actually have a TV that's connected to the outside world. I just have a TV and then you know, watch DVDs. And my daughter decades ago gave me Beverly Hills 90210. And I just found them when I was decluttering the other day and I started watching it. And I was amazed. Like I didn't see it back then, but I was being brainwashed at how they perceived everyone who was really, really rich, like probably 98% of them were really mean and nasty and horrible people. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've been kind of ingrained. Right. So, you know, spirituality and money absolutely mix, and it just means you can make a bigger difference, you know, not just for yourself but for other people and mm-hmm. really make a difference in the world. Yeah, you know, one thing I wanted to comment on with what you're sharing about how, you know, we're like, okay, well, you know, it's just me. I love to just walk my dog and I live here, you know, in Australia. Like how did just me make all this money? And you said it was about cleaning that pipe and that connection between you and God, universe, spirit, whatever you call it. So one thing that came up, that I'd be, I'm curious your take on this is I feel like there's a lot of people out there who teach, oh, make a million dollars in 52 seconds, hurry up, make money. And, you know, everybody's selling these strategies. And I feel like a lot of people chase these strategies. I mean, I've been in tons of these meetings and stuff. And, you know, I've, I've listened to speakers, authors, coaches stand on a stage and say, you know, if you're not willing to invest the big dollars, you're not going to make the big dollars. If you're not willing to do this and drop everything, you know, like whatever they're saying. Right. And I feel like it's, it's a totally different energy in someone who's maybe chasing the dollar or the idea of the dollar or the idea of being a millionaire versus just the simplicity of what you said. And so I'm just thinking, you know, for anybody who's like, oh, wow, you know, I'm still trying to make it and I haven't made it. If it's really just as simple as cleaning that pipe between you, your connection with you and God, universe, spirit, curious what your thoughts are on like, you know, that, that chain of people who are out there, you know, selling the dream. And it just, it just well, seems like this black hole, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I, I spent a lot of money on, you know, chasing the dream from people selling the dream. And I completely understand, but I think that's just one side of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, most of the people that are kind of selling the dream, not so much now, but I know when I first discovered mm-hmm. the internet and first discovered marketing and first discovered you know, everything back in the early, around 2001-ish, it was all men. It was all men like, you know, this is the dream, overnight millionaire, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and it was all about doing, 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 doing. And there is nothing wrong with doing. I mean, doing is such a massive part of actually creating because 
the movie The Secret was actually inspired by a book by Wallace Waddles, which was written like at the start of the 1900s, about, about 1910. And in there he says, by thought the thing you desire is brought to you. So it's the thinking. By thought the thing you desire is brought to you, but by action you receive it. So action is a massive part of creating success and creating abundance and having a life that you truly love. But it's only part of the equation. And that's why I say I love to teach the practical with the metaphysical because when you do the two together, that's when magic happens. Because if all you're doing is doing, 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 and your mindset isn't in the right place and you're energetically not aligned with success and abundance, then you're going to be doing, 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 and you're, and particularly as a woman, you're potentially going to burn out. Because as a woman, what happens is we are created to attract. We are created to bring things to us. And a man is created to do, 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 chase after. And so particularly as a woman, if we spend all our time doing, we're just going to burn out, we're going to be overwhelmed and frustrated, and they are all the energies that actually push away what we desire. We're not in the creation place. We're not in the attracting place. We're not in a manifesting place. So we need to, to spend that time doing both. Now, for a lot of men, that doing, 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 that suits them. That's who they are. That's what they do. But the interesting thing, and this is why I need everyone to understand, I've recently been on some calls where I've heard from people I would never hear from otherwise. So I don't know if you heard of Clubhouse, mm-hmm. but I'm yep. in there listening to what's going on. And I was in a call the other day and they were talking about mindset. And it was so interesting because one of the guys, they were, they were talking about, you. do you ever kind of get over those things, those little blocks that you have? Because I'm really big on helping people to rewire their brain so they can break through those blocks. And one of the guys said, you know, my friend makes $100 million, so rich, it's ridiculous, but he still won't valet the car. So it's like he's got this block from whenever, when he had no money, that he just won't get a valet whenever he goes to an event or he goes somewhere, he just won't get someone to valet the car. He'd rather park it himself, you know, because of the money. And so we all have, it doesn't matter whether you're a hundred millionaire or whether you're just starting out in your business, we have these little blocks and we need to be aware of them. You don't have to know every single one, but you just have to understand that you have these blocks. And I sometimes don't even like to call them blocks. I just call them resistance. It's like you have an anchor. And all you need to do is cut the anchor and then you can sort of fly off. But when you're aware that you have things, that your brain is wired a certain way and you may be wanting to create success but there's part of you that's holding you back, once you're aware of that, you can do certain processes and exercises to just, like I said, cut that anchor off and just so you can move forward much faster. So it really comes back to, you know, you're the one that has the choice every day what you're going to focus on what you're going to think about, what you're going to talk about, where you're going to put your energy. And when you do that, you make the choice to either raise your vibration or lower your vibration. And when you're doing things that make you feel good, whether that's laughing, you know, with your children, patting your dog, walking in nature, I like to walk down by the beach and swim in the ocean, whether that's doing visualisations or affirmations or focusing on, on your goals. But when you're doing things that make you feel good, you're raising your vibration and what happens then and this is the key right now 
energetically, we have a smorgasbord of things waiting for us, a, a buffet of things just waiting for us to pick from. When you're in scarcity, when you're feeling unsupported, when you're feeling stressed, you go to that smorgasbord, but you've got blinkers on. You can only see the things that are going to bring you more scarcity and more feeling unsupported and more, you know, all those things that make you feel bad. But when you spend more time feeling good, whatever that happens to be, and I'm not saying, and this is going to help you create more money in your life, but I'm not saying you have to think about money and think about being abundant, think about being prosperous, just doing anything that makes you feel good, then suddenly that small, you go to that same smorgasbord of life and suddenly you see all those things that weren't there before, all those things that weren't there before because when you're focusing on what you truly want, what happens is we've got a little thing at the base of our, our skull called the reticular activating system and it's basically the, the gateway between the conscious and the subconscious mind and when you think about something, focus on it, give it lots of energy, you're basically saying to that reticular activating system, hey, this is really, really important to me. This is something that's really important. And so the gateway opens and that thought or that, that experience goes in and settles in your subconscious and it becomes a belief and it becomes something that your, your entire body understands is really important. So what happens for most people, and I know it was for me, when I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare, and I was really struggling. That's what I was thinking about, focusing on, stressed about my bills, worried about how I was going to pay. My whole energy was just completely out of whack. And so what happened is basically I was feeding that into my subconscious saying this is so important because I was spending so much time focusing on it, so much energy, so much emotion, really strong emotion. So my whole system was being wired for this is really important. So when, at, when I go out into the world, when I make any decision around money, it was always a bad one because it was always going to bring me more of that same, more of that struggle, more of that stress, more of that whatever. But when I learned about the reticular activating system and learned about what you focus on is what you create and, and learned about the law of attraction, learned about re rewiring your brain, then I realized I needed to feed my brain what was important. So as I said at the very start of our, our call, I understood that when I focused on what I wanted, not only did it make me feel better in the moment, I was rewiring my brain. I was rewiring my subconscious to then go out in the world and on that smorgasbord, instead of only seeing scarcity and being unsupported and feeling stressed, suddenly I could see this idea or that idea or that connection or that person or that course or that whatever. And so it all comes down to, you're the one that gets the choice to think how you think. You're the one that gets to choose how you feel. So someone might do something to you that normally in the past you might have got really angry at, really annoyed at, got, you know, a bit peeved at them. But when you spend time in those emotions, you're just, because emotion is what creates that subconscious belief, creates that wiring when you're in that place of feeling negative, you're just going to create more of the same. So suddenly you realise, you know what, I, I don't care. You know, that was what they did. I'm going to feel this way about it. So whatever happens, someone cuts you off in traffic instead of giving them a finger because they've yelled at you, it's like whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, you get the choice in every moment how you feel, what your thoughts are, and that 
ultimately will then create your reality, create your tomorrows, create your future. So, you know, the bottom line is you want to feel good as much as you possibly can. Yeah, no, and, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, in my own personal journey, you know, recently I've always believed in this stuff from an intellectual level. And I'm just now stepping into the belief at like that energetic level being like, oh, you know what? Because I've been, what's the word? Like unwinding all of the corporate programming because I was a national sales rep and I traveled all over the country and I've always been very go, go, go and work hard for success. And I left my corporate job a year ago. I said, you know what? I'm going in for the business. I'm making this happen. And I've been rewiring my brain. And even before that, I was starting to rewire my brain where it's like, I don't have to operate that way. So I, I totally get this. And it's like a, it's like a different, the way at least I've been experiencing, it's like a different level of belief and even trust and letting go of that control where you want to control everything and be the one in control of, I want it to happen this way because I've, I've had a lot of success by being in control or what I perceived in control, right? Where I was like, pushing through, whether it was in flow or out of flow to make things happen, you know, making good money and all that. And so, you know, one of my questions was, cause it's like, you know, you've, you've got your story, right? Where it's like a hundred thousand dollars in debts, worried about your bills, all of that. But then my, my next question is, okay, well, if you've hit what you've perceived as a good level of money, cause it's different to everybody. Right. But just for mm-hmm. sake of conversations, you've hit six figures, which is traditionally, you know, that ideal amount that people want to make from like a, just like a society level, but it's like, that's a lot of money. Cool. But like, you know, that there's so much more. So as you're going through, then it's not necessarily, cause if we talked about the root chakra being about safety, right. And being about that, well, if you're making hundred K at least for me, I felt very safe. I felt good. Like, I feel like all that base was there. So then it's like, when you hit that ceiling, whatever amount it is, a million, hundred million, right? Like I feel like with the law of attraction abundance, any amount is available and possible to you. But why do you think that sometimes we hit ceilings or how do we break through those ceilings? Yeah, great question. Great question. So a couple of things can happen. First of all, so let's say someone's just starting their business and they've been hustling away and you know doing all the things and then they, they bring some mindset work in and things start to change and they do hit that $100,000. First thing can, that can happen is they can actually go into fear because it's like, oh my gosh, I've done this. Am I going to be able to do it again? Is this going to be possible? Is this just a fluke? I mean, I, I don't know if I can sustain this. So sometimes fear can come in. Second thing is sometimes uh, complacency can set in. Oh, I've made it now. And and so the, the processes and the things and the actions that they take to actually get to that $100,000, they can let it slip. So in those two cases, what can happen is they can actually go backwards. And I've seen this time and time again because they go into fear and then they think it's not going to be sustainable. And as soon as they go into fear, they stop sort of manifesting, they stop feeling confident, they stop taking actions, and it can, you know, you can take a few steps backwards. And the same with going into complacency, you know, just feeling like, you know, oh, well, now I've made it, everything's great, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have to worry. And it's like someone who's who's been wanting to be fit and and lose weight all their life, and they they want to lose, say, I don't know, say fifty pounds, and they lose, say, forty five pounds, and they're feeling like, oh, got it made, and they start eating chocolate biscuits and biscuits cake and right. lying on the couch eating chips. It's like you've got 
to keep the work up. It's ongoing. A lot of people think that people that go from welfare to millionaire or people that become overnight successes, that that's it. They've, they've got it wired and it's for the rest of their life they're made. But it's not like that at all. Being abundant and being in that abundant mindset and attracting prosperity, it is ongoing work for the rest of your life. It's like you've got to continually do little things every day to keep your vibration high, to keep your, your focus on what it is that you want. And if you let that all slide, then it goes away. But the other side of it, once you've hit $100,000, if you want to go further and even to get to the $100,000, you've got to become a different person. You've got to think a different way. You can't, you can't create, you know, if you're, let's say you're sitting at 100000 now and you go, okay, I've done that. I should be able to 10 times this. I should be able to get to, say, a million dollars. Or let's even just go to 500000 I should be able to get to 500000 You've got to be a different person to, to create that 500000 for start. So you've got to take different actions. You've got to think different thoughts. You've got to, you know, put in different processes and exercises within your own business to get there. But the other side of that is you also have to get your body, or comes back to the rich chakra again, you've got to get your body comfortable with making that extra money. So if you're making $100,000 now, you want to make $500,000, you've got to do processes and exercises, and these are things that I teach my students to completely be aligned with that $500,000. Because if you try and make that $500,000 from $100,000, your nervous system again is going, because it, it's to do with anything new, anything new. Because going back to caveman days, anything new, a new type of fruit, a new type of animal, a new type of person that they see, any of those things could kill you. So if it's new, your nervous system goes, whoa, and it will, it will stop it. It would rather stay where it is, even if it's not where you want to be, because your nervous system is saying, this new thing, I'm not... $500,000, your, your logical brain might be saying, want this, want this, want this, but your nervous system and how you're wired is saying, uh-uh, this is new, I can't do this. So you've got to do different processes and exercises to get your system, your mind, your body to really embrace that 500000 to be comfortable with that 500000 before it even comes because otherwise you will do things that will make that money disappear. Just like people have had no money win the lottery and then, you know, one or two years later, they're back to nothing, if not worse, because their outside circumstances have changed, but who they are on the inside has not changed. Yeah. Not, it's not that they didn't get good, you know, advice or good investment advice or good financial advice. It's that they did not change on the inside. So you yeah. have to change on the inside. You have to rewire your brain to be comfortable with that so that you can accept it. And then you'll find that things will start to flow and, and you'll start to create so I'll just share a little bit open here, right? And be transparent with everybody. So I think what just happened is I just had an aha moment, kind of like unintentionally. I wasn't even searching for it, but I just had an aha moment where I think I've been avoiding admitting this, right? Because I'm like, oh yeah, you know, the abundance, I, I've got it all. And I'm doing so much leveling up in my own life right now. Like they're there are so many things that are going to grow so exponentially this year. But when it comes to the money aspect of things, I think for me, I had like a temperature barometer for whatever reason implanted by society. Like I always want to make six figures and I made six figures by the age of like 24 or something crazy. Right. So I was like, ah, I did it. And then I never really thought beyond that. 
like you said, in the brain, but where you really felt it and believed it at the core level. I never really believed it at the core level because of what you just said, where it's like maybe something there kind of scares you about it or you've never had it before. And it's really not that scary. And everything in your brain wants all of that. But then like everything else aligning and I'm like, oh man, you know, like that definitely, because I mean, I know that I am extremely like magnetic and powerful and I have all the things, but I haven't made more than six figures, you know, and I made that in my job in the corporate job, you know, the most money ever. Look at me living the good life, you know, but I think it's because of that temperature barometer that I had. I wanted to make six figures to prove I could do it at a young age. I was like one of the only friends of mine who did it. And then that's, that's it. I never really kind of like readjusted the temperature. <laughs> like I never yeah, really- and that's it. You do, you've got to readjust. It's your comfort zone. You have a, a comfort zone around money and, you know, you can really work on, on hitting that goal, but then you've got to continue to work. And I think one of the problems people have is they sometimes set their sights too big. So they set them so big. So let's say they're, they're just starting their business and it's like, okay, my goal is I really want to make, you know, half a million dollars in the next 12 months or two years or whatever. And what happens is the universe can do everything. Like the universe can completely make that happen. That is just, that's in a blink of an eye, no problem. But what happens with us is our brains say, even though they're not saying it on a logical level and we're not hearing it, but at a subconscious level going, no, nah, that is so not possible. Like you are insane, you are crazy, it's not going to work out. I don't know who you think you are. And so you actually self-sabotage because you've got to also think about what happened within your tribe. So you don't want to be ostracized by the tribe or that certain death. So within your tribe, your community, your family, what were the messages you got growing up? For me, it was the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. If someone was doing something and making lots of money, there was probably something underhanded mm-hmm. going on. Like no one in our family had any money whatsoever. So you know, people that had lots of money were seen to be, you know, potentially bad people. So as part of that, you take that on board. So I didn't want to grow up to be a bad person. So even though on a conscious level I wanted to be a millionaire, I wanted, I, and this was even before I wanted to be a millionaire, I just wanted to have enough money so mm-hmm. I wasn't in debt, you know, there was part of me that didn't want to be that person that had a lot of money because then I would be one of those people, one of those bad people, one of those people that, you know, stood on people and and didn't care about people and was greedy. So you've got to kind of work with all these things, all these, you don't even know, you aren't even usually aware that it's there. And one of the things that happened for me was my daughter came home from school one day. She said to me, in two days' time, we have our school dance. Now, I live on the Sunshine Coast, very casual, so you know, wearing whatever you want to school dance is perfectly fine. So she said, I need a pair of shorts. And at the time I had no, like literally no money. And she said, I probably need a pair of shoes too. And I'm like, darling, no, I'm sorry, we just don't have the money. And she's like, well, you never buy me anything. You never, and I literally didn't. I never bought my kids anything. When we were out shopping, never bought them any, you know, an ice cream or some chips or crisps or anything. Like just didn't because we just didn't have the money. She's like, you never buy me anything. And, you know, how come you can't? And, And I'm like, don't don't you understand? We just don't have any money right now. And she's like, well, can't you just put it on credit card? And at the time, it was just not possible because my credit card was maxed out. They were about Mm. to cut off the phone. And I remember feeling all these emotions. I was feeling angry because she was asking me. I was angry at myself because I didn't have the money. I was embarrassed because how come I'm still in this situation? 
because I was learning about the law of attraction then. So it's like, you know, how come it's still happening to me? I was feeling frustrated. I was feeling scared. Is my life always going to be like this? And I'm just really seething with emotions, but unfortunately anger was the one that was winning. And I can picture myself. I, I can see what I looked like. I had steam coming out my ears and my temples were throbbing. I was yelling so much I had spit flying out my mouth. I turned around and said, look, don't you understand? We've got no money. We are broke. We have no money. And she turned to me. She was about 10 at the time, I think. Turned to me, put her hand on her hip and said, well, if that's how you feel whenever you talk about money, the universe is never going to make us rich. And it was like, I felt like I'd been punched in the stomach. I was like, oh, my God, she's so right. Like I just felt like, oh, I am. I'm putting all my strongest emotions into not having money, even though I was spending time affirming and visualising and doing all these processes to feel abundant, wealthy and wonderful. I was putting my strongest emotions into not having money. So energetically, that was the signal I was sending out to the universe. That's what I was telling my brain was most important. And so that's why I was creating it over and over again. So that really helped me. It's amazing how, you know, your kids who you think are not listening to a thing you say, who tell you that what you're saying is completely stupid and ridiculous, <laughs> and yet they're taking it on board. It was like it was a really cool moment and really helped me to see that I needed to keep my my eye on the prize and focused on what I did want and not put all that energy into what I didn't want. Right. No, and that's really powerful. I have, an, I have another question that came up too. And please correct me if I'm not relaying what you said back properly. So I feel like what you had said is you're like, okay, as you are leveling up, each time you level up, there's going to be a different set of exercises and, and a different things that you'll need to grow into, different set of questions, different set of maybe skills that you'll need as a person. So you've got whatever exercise you're working on for mindset, connection to the universe, abundance, law of attraction, but also the personality and the level up of you as a person, right? So when each one of those levels come, I guess this is what I was just thinking. It's just more of like a, just curious. So when you hit those levels, you know, of whatever income, why not just keep going? Why not just keep leveling up? Or is it just because there's no one to talk to who knows what to do at that next level? Or like, you know, like, why not just keep going? Why would anybody stop at 12 million or 100 trillion or whatever the amount is? Well, well, that's the thing. Quite often, depending on what sort of community you're connected to, what sort of masterminds you're in, what sort of groups you're in, you don't have people that are doing beyond that. And so you don't feel it's possible. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's so important to find a community, find people who are doing better than you're doing so that you can think bigger because because if all your friends are not even broke but if all your friends are just you know doing okay then if you're the only one that starts to sort of step above that you'll find that you think that they'd want you to do well you would think that they'd be excited for you but what happens is when you start to do well it starts to make people feel uncomfortable because it starts to show them that, well, hang on a minute, they could or should also be doing the same or better, but they're not. So they start to feel less than. And rather than step up to the plate and and do more themselves, quite often people try and drag you back down again. Mm -hmm. So you want to find a community that thinks bigger than what you do. And that's why, you know, one of the things that we do within our Millionaire Mindset experience is I make people send me all their successes, all the things that they're manifesting and creating and, you know, all the money miracles. And then I read them on the live calls. You know, I share a handful of them on every live call so that everyone who's part of the program can see 
that this is absolutely possible. Normal everyday people who just join the program just like you are doing it. Mm-hmm. And so when you build that belief, that's when it's it's possible to go further and further. So when you when you talk about on a practical level and on the mindset level, on the mindset level, you, you're not doing new things every time to go to the next level. You're doing the same things but with just a bigger amount, mm. okay? okay? It's not like you, you, you do this sort of process for that level and then now you're at the next level, do this different process. It's really the same things over and over, just like someone who wanted to lose weight. They don't have to recreate an entirely different, you know, exercise process to if they've lost a certain amount of weight to go to the next, they just have to be consistent, mm-hmm. keep doing it every day, just keep doing it every day, and, and they'll get to where they want. The same with manifesting more money. You just do the same things, choose the processes that light you up from the inside out and just do them, you know, on a consistent basis and just think about different amounts of money. But on the practical side, yes, we do need to surround ourselves with people who are doing better than we are. We might need to up-level our skills in some way, do a course, do a program, find a mentor, do something, you know, on that practical mm-hmm. level because, again, when you join the practical and the metaphysical, that's when the magic happens. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of cool about this, and I, and I hope that, you know, everybody listening has thought some of the same things. So I've had, like, five to seven, ten questions come in that I wanted to ask, and then I realized the question, I was like, limiting belief, limiting belief, limiting belief, like some of the ones that I was going to ask – And it was just interesting because I think that's also part of the work, right? Noticing and recognizing what your limiting beliefs are so that you can then rewire your brain. Exactly. And that is, it's the very first step. It's just noticing when you're talking about something, focusing on something, reading something, you know, taking part in a conversation, whether it's with other people or in your head, but just becoming mindful. It's about being a mindful manifester. When you become mindful of yourself and your life, then you're able to make choices. But when you're just rushing around, being a human, doing all the stuff, you're just not mindful. You're just, you're just going with the flow. But you want to instead be mindful and be conscious and be aware and then you get to make the choices and the decisions of where you put your energy and where you put your focus. Well, which, which honestly with everything that's happened with COVID, right, even though there's a lot of like, you know, sad things and, and people who have lost their lives, you know, I believe that there's always a silver lining and this is probably going to come up multiple times throughout the series because what you just said about people rushing around and just being a blur in their life versus like taking the time to just notice, be present, pay attention, become aware. I believe that this pandemic and everything we've experienced over the past year with the huge disruption in our life with lockdowns and things changing and things closing and borders and whatever based on where you live, that almost, or it was, I'm not even going to say almost, it was a blessing in disguise for a lot of people because it helped a lot of totally. people to realize like, whoa, I don't like what's going on or I want to change something. or Exactly. I totally, totally agree. I found, because one of the things I do, I run a law of attraction coach training and certification program and I certify people to become law of attraction coaches all around the world and what I noticed in that whole period through you know when COVID started so many more people were wanting to sign up and become you know go through our training and and I thought it was just because you know people had time on their hands but what I realized was it was because people had suddenly taken stock of their life Like it it was almost like, okay, I had this job. I thought I was secure. I thought everything was fine. But you know what? It's not. 
And, you know, maybe I'm just laid off for a little amount of time or maybe my hours are cut, but maybe it's off forever. Who knows? But what I do know, and this is what they were telling me, what I do know is that I need to be in charge of my life and my finances and I, you know, and they chose to become a coach, whether they choose to go on and create an empire around that or just, you know, a part-time business or just uh, bring them a little extra money. But so many more people decided to kind of take a different path than what they had normally done and what they would normally do because they realised that they had to be the one instead of relying on a boss on a business that the government would come in and just say, sorry, close, mm-hmm. they realise that they had to take action. So, yeah, I think it's been a huge wake-up call for so many people. It's, um, it's exciting. Yeah. I think it's a great time. This has been extremely powerful. This is cool because I'm getting chills all up and down my arms. So it just is confirmation that this has been an amazing talk. Lots of good things we've been talking about. So, Sandy, I know for sure that Anybody who has a pulse who's listening is like, oh my God, I want more, you know, and if you feel like Sandy's your teacher and you feel like you're vibing with everything that she's talking about, everything she's been sharing and and you want more, where do they go? What's the next step? How do they, how do they work with you or where do they go to continue the conversation? Okay. So, well, the first thing is if they want to get a guided visualization, money affirmations i put together a little money manifesting bundle they can go to wildlywealthyfree.com that's wildlywealthyfree.com but if they just want to learn more about me and kind of become part of what i do you can just go to wildlywealthy.com okay i'm going to add one more in because i saw this on your profile before this and clubhouse if you're on clubhouse and you're part of the beta and you have an iphone i saw you're going to start doing some clubhouse chats so what's your clubhouse handle at Sandy Forster. Have you started scheduling those chats yet? No, I've got my okay. first practice one on Saturday. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, so keep keep an eye out for that. We're also on Clubhouse too. We're going to start doing some chats as well. So definitely, I just was like, oh, this is like, it's a cool platform and people are really excited about it. And I think if you're part of the beta and you're on there, hop on, be a part of the conversation. And thank you so much, Sandy, for being a part of this. I think that we've really kicked this chakra series off with a bang a nice grounded bang to bring more abundance and and money and freedom and everything else into our life. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Jenny. And I love what you're doing. I love any woman that goes out there empowering other women. So thank you. Of course. All right, guys, see you on the next episode of the Life Adventurous Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Life Adventurous Podcast. If you love this episode, remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. For course information, freebies, and to stay connected, join our Ohana, that means family, at www.2jhala.com forward slash Ohana. Remember to stay positive, enjoy the journey, and most of all, keep those eyes open for all of the adventures surrounding you.